Hello? Hey. Macy. What's up? Hi. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and me. Oh, we have a Karen. Hello. What up? This is an audible, I guess, huh? Yeah, pretty much. This is fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, that's what we've been doing for the last year plus. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but this one is like the least researched any of us have gone in because we just decided this one like four hours ago. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have time to do any of that. It's. Oh, I, I did a bit of research. Oh, good. <laughs> At least somebody did. Okay. As soon as you as soon as you said Karen's got the keys, he was like, "Oh shit, I better fucking work." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. All but, right. Uh, I uh, I also kind of knew uh, some background stuff on it just because you know Zemeckis is one of my favorite directors, and uh, oh. I, I love Christopher Lloyd, so I already and, some background information on it. And I mean, it, we're doing Roger Rabbit today, so it's yeah, it's kind of part of pop culture at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to wait for Josh or? <laughs> Sorry, I just I just saw Brent's name on the thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to welcome to an impromptu recording of the B Team podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I am joined by Brent Perry. Hi. And Justin Ayod. That's all, folks. And here's uh, I'm going to assume this is Josh right here. Hello. Hey, welcome. And we may have one of the Meposians popping in. Yep, I think Milos was supposed to show up. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Uh, we are we are here today to review uh, the latest in our Be Kind Rewind series, which, as Brent said, we literally just decided on like four hours ago, uh, 1988's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um Justin, why don't you take lead on this one? <laughs> then, all right. So, like John said, uh, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It came out in 1988. Um, it also has uh, Christopher Lloyd, who Zemeckis had worked with before on the all-time classic Back to the Future, um, and the other three movies. Uh, I mean, the other two movies. Um, it is a film where. Uh, a detective, uh, well, a private investigator named uh, Eddie Valant, uh, Valant, uh, Valiant, Valiant. There you go. And uh, you know what I used to love to read when I was a kid? Valant comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so he uh, he's the uh, private detective, and he had a tragedy happen in his life where his uh, brother and his kid, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, no, Justice's brother. Was it Justice's brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they kind of talk fast during that, that part of it where she's explaining it. But anyway, um, his brother, uh, who was also part of his uh, private uh, investigator uh, agency, uh, Valiant and Valiant, um, he was killed by a tomb in a tomb because a cartoon. This is a world where there's cartoons that live among us. I love how yes. he just skipped over like the main premise of the movie. <laughs> well, I was going to get to that part. Uh, we are dealing with uh, a L.A. Uh, Hollywood um, that is back in the 40s, and cartoons actually live in Cartoon Town where a crime took place. And so uh, Valiant has to go to Toontown, well, talk to the Toons, to um, solve a crime by um, Maroon Maroon Studios. Um, And this is also a film where Disney um, and had uh, worked with other studios, so you'll see uh, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. You'll see Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. And, and uh, you'll also see uh, other characters like Betty Boop 
And from, from what I've I, I've heard through osmosis, cultural osmosis, it's yeah, they had to jump through some fucking hoops to be able to get Disney and Warner Brothers to sign off and let them use equal shares yeah. of characters. Well, I guess what happened was um, uh, with with these guys, um, Warner Brothers didn't have really any production, um, any production say in it. Mm-hmm. But he, they did uh, request that a certain character design of uh, Daffy be used, and so that was kind of a sticking point. And they also wanted Daffy and Donald to have equal amount of screen time, and they didn't have one over the other. This was a purely Disney. Uh, well, Disney later on in England because uh, Steven Spielberg is also a producer on this. Um, it it wasn't just Daffy and Donald either. There was it was well, equal well, screen yeah. time for Disney characters and for yeah. Warner Brother characters, and that's yeah. why they were oh, like yeah. by the by about halfway through they were like fuck it, we're gonna make up a bunch of our own just so we don't have to worry about fucking finding thirty seconds for this one somewhere else. Like, yeah, that's the same thing. That's the same reason why Bugs and uh, Mickey Mouse are basically in only one scene together, and they mm-hmm. kind of share lines or whatever. Because everybody needed to have equal screen time, they were going to be using characters. And um, actually, Steven Spielberg was the person that facilitated a lot of this, uh, um, a lot of the uh, working with other uh, cartoon and animation studios to try to get people in there. Um, uh, yeah, and also, uh, there was something else I was going to say on that, but I'll remember it. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Disney actually bought the rights to this, um, which was based on a book called uh, Who Censored Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was 1981 that they had purchased the rights to it. And they had actually been working on it since 1981. And Robert Zemeckis went to them in 1982 and asked to direct it. And they declined because his movies at the time had been box office bombs. Mm-hmm. Circle around to 1988, and romancing going in Back to the Future, they said, "Hey, we'll take you as a director." <laughs> so either yeah. mostly the live action stuff, and then they found uh, an animation director um, in the UK. Um, and, uh, he took on the animation part, and then you know, obviously they had to, you know, put it all together. But uh, yeah, the hybrid style is. Uh, is uh, really why this movie is kind of groundbreaking in a lot of points. How bad do you think it chaps Warner Brothers' ass to know that Disney owns something that has their characters in it? Oh, I bet you it does. And and, <laughs> and I'm sure Warner Brothers doesn't really get that much money from it because it, all the licensing and all the uh, everything like that is by Disney. It's even on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was put out on the uh, Touchstone uh uh, brand, and it made a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really uh, look at the number amount, but it, it had like a budget of like twenty five million, and yep. it, it made like three hundred thirty. Oh, uh, thirty. It was uh, thirty million. Well, it was originally yeah. wanted to be and, and this is, but they didn't this, want to put that much money into it. And this came out back in the day when like the fucking the the, the rating system was like. Yeah, you got away with a lot more. So, like, just the fact that it showed cartoon characters, everyone was like, "Oh, we'll take the kids." And like, there's a lot of shit that's not for kids in this movie. Within the first five minutes, the baby says, "Like hell and damn." Oh yeah, the baby yeah. bursts his fucking head off, and then like you've got the death of Eddie's brother by the, like killed by a tune. You got Judge yep. Dredd, who's like one of the yep. fucking or yeah. Judge Doom. That's it. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. He's he's legitimately one of the creepiest cartoon characters ever, or like even movie villains for the time. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, And like Jessica Rabbit is legit, like, not a kid's character. (laughs) Nope. Really? How come? If it was Judge Dredd, you would have been required to mumble the next three minutes incoherently. <laughs> I am. Uh, when I killed your brother, I talked chess. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Yo, Jessica. <laughs> 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 oh, 
now I want to see a Stallone version. <laughs> I, just, I just love how I think we lost John. The, the, the joke. No, it, it wasn't as bad as the meatball blow up, but I'm good. <laughs> I think he just walked away because he was in the other room, so I'm surprised we didn't get a what are you Uh So uh, anyway, getting back to uh, <laughs> getting back to the story. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like they said, uh, we have uh, Judge Doom who is a uh, judge in the Toontown area. And so um, what happened was uh, Valiant had taken pictures of Jennifer Rabbit, Roger Rabbit's wife, who Roger Rabbit is a uh, new character that they had created for this movie and is the title character. Um, what did he take pictures of her doing? Took pictures of her t- doing patty cake. Yeah. Uh, with Slut. Which, if you pause the DVD, it's, you know, sex. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so, yeah, usually not, we, we start with uh, how everybody saw it. Oh, so. shit. I forgot, I forgot that we it that way. All right, so how did everybody get to it? We'll, we'll, we'll pause the plot. I'll start this one. It was, uh, I was about four when it came out in theater, and mm-hmm. I would have been like five or six when it finally hit fucking home video. And it was just, like I said, the rating system was just a suggestion back then. So my parents were like, oh, fuck, it's got cartoons. It's fine for a kid. And it's just one of those ones that I watched, and it stuck. Uh, Josh? Uh, Same as Brent. Nobody knew what the hell this movie was. And uh, we had the VHS, and I would watch it, like, every day. And then my dad's sitting there like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> I, oh, I could see Lance when it finally dawned on him for the thirtieth time watching it. Like, wait a minute, this yeah. is for kids. <laughs> well, it, was, it was one of those things where I watched it with my aunt, who was nine years older, and like you know, they lived in a different house across town. And then, like, finally, Lance was there, and he was falling asleep on the couch, and we're watching it, and he's like, "What? What the hell is this?" Uh, and then I had the. I had the NES game by LJN, and it's one of those impossible to play, impossible games. And uh, I think that and Indie from Blockbuster, and Judge Doom is is one of the hardest final bosses ever. Mm-hmm. I I compare that one to the fucking the original Ninja Turtles game on the NES. Yep. It's, it's got it, a very similar yeah, layout. Too. Yeah, where you're cruising around in the car that you can't control, and then you go into the stages, yep. and, and it's just impossible in spots. It's, yeah. And Amilos? Uh, I'm trying, I was trying to remember. I'm pretty sure I saw this one on the VHS first. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the whole uncle of the VHS, worked at a VHS store. So at one point, I brought, brought this one home. I'm not sure they knew what a home. I think the, the semblance was the same, you know, it's like it's got cartoons so kids can watch it. <laughs> but yeah, but he left fond memories. That, that was for sure. now that would be like now if uh if uh some parents saw Sauce's party and was like, Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a movie for kids. It's got cartoons in it. Yeah, sausage party or like even invincible, like yeah, that's, that's more violent than like sexually based, but like, yeah, it's the same principle where it's like, oh, it's a cartoon, it must be good for kids, and then you watch and you go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I've got a digression. I've got a digression for you. It's not quite the same. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> everybody remember the South Park movie? Mm-hmm. Yep. When I went to see the South Park movie opening weekend, the theater was like me and four of my college friends and a bunch of six-year-olds who had conned their grandparents. <laughs> the minute Uncle Fucker broke out, everyone left that theater except for my friend and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one I definitely couldn't go into, even though I've been watching the show for a few years. Yeah, you know, The only movie that I've been in the theater for where like parents like mass walked out with their kids was fucking Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, there's reasons for that. Well, as soon as fucking Henry Cavill climbs in the tub with fucking Amy Adams, the parents were just like, nope, and they fucking all just out. Yeah. It's like, good job, Warner Brothers. You really nailed it on that one. And, okay. Keyword uh, being nailed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any... I don't have it for once. I don't have any like specific memory about this one, really. Oh. I mean, it might just be two because 
normally when we do these, I have time to have like forethought <laughs> where oh, yeah. this one I really didn't. I mean, I know I saw it in theaters. I would have been 10. Um, so I know I saw it in theaters because my dad basically and I went to basically every big new release that came out around that time. And I do remember that once it hit home video, it was something that I watched quite often. Um, and watching it today was probably the first time I'd sat down with it in 15, 20 years. Wow. Yeah, so, I, uh, I uh, was negative two when this came out in theaters, so I did not see it in theaters. Um, I first saw it, I think, at a friend's house um, on VHS. I think they had it. I had to watch it. I think it was one of those movies that uh, I my my parents just weren't aware of it. Uh, so I think it was like one of them that they had tried to like buy for me and have me watch on like RoboCop. I watched that at like three years old, which we discussed in the RoboCop uh, episode. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think I've seen this probably around like five or six. And uh, you, know, you know, and then obviously as I grew up, I kind of understood more of the adult references. And uh, I actually own it on DVD somewhere, but uh, it was easier just watching it on Disney Plus today. God, uh, we're lazy, aren't we? Huh? God, we're lazy, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got I got a bunch of my Blu-rays and DVDs like in uh, storage containers. Yeah, they're a little difficult to get to right now. So you're doing uh, you're, you're doing that. I'm watching Voyager on Amazon Prime because I'm too lazy to go across a room. <laughs> it's just so easy when everything's on the computer and you can throw it to your smart oh, yeah. TV and you can. Yeah, did, uh, did Disney Plus censor it though? Because they're like notorious. No, everything. no, it did not. And actually, I was going to point out that it didn't also have one of those social justice warnings at the beginning. Uh, because there is a point where I thought that they were either going to censor it or that they were going to put some warning because one of the bullets that uh, Valiant uses has uh, uh, like an Indian motif. And it does. Yeah, it does. Tomahawk. So, so here's my theory. Because of the rights issue, yeah. Disney doesn't want to promote it, yep. but they have to uh, run it. And yep. they just they don't want any articles written about it. And they know that yeah. everybody probably thinks it's a cartoon. Even just putting that. Well, here's sense. my here's my even tips to... on that part. Uh, it's quite possible that the kid that gave this to Re didn't feel like watching it, so it was a cartoon. And he says, "Who cares? It's a well, cartoon." Well, exactly. I mean, it. It can't be well, that bad. Yeah, but we've also done it on cartoons. Like Peter Pan has gone with it. Um, Fucking Dumbo. This Family Robinson, which I don't think many people are watching on Disney Plus anyway. Um, they got hit with it. So mm -hmm. there's uh, yeah, Dumbo got hit with it. There's a Dumbo, lot of weird... yeah, Dumbo's still up, but they had that that warning at the first. And Muppets got hit with it. That fucking censor like really? oh, this, the this might the Muppets got hit with it. I didn't hear that. Yeah, there was there was a few of the movies that I know I got hit. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but even just to put that up, there would be something written about it. And I think Josh is on to something there where, like, they just don't want to give it any fucking promotion because it's got the Warner Brother characters, which yeah, I asked how much it chapped fucking Warner's ass, but it, it might actually chap Disney's ass a bit, too, now that you say it, yeah. Yeah. In that case, though. You went underwater on what? that one. Well, I, I'm just wondering, like, you're probably right about that as far as promotion, but, like, if you're that concerned about it, like, why even make it available on Disney Plus? Disney Jeez. has a reputation. Disney has a reputation for burying shit they don't want people to see. So, like, why even bother? Because it gets clicks. People watch it. True. Okay. Well, I was honestly surprised when uh, Justin mentioned that, watching, that it's on Disney Plus. And if they throw, well, since they own most of the rights to it, like if they throw it out on Disney Plus, Warner can't put it on HBO Max. So it's like it's basically only oh. there to be a fuck you to the yeah. other companies, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Die Hard was on uh, was on Disney Plus uh, for a while there mm -hmm. until uh, for some reason it's also on Peacock. I think. Which uh, like, the old. I don't, I don't really know why it's on Peacock, but maybe it's because they wanted to get it off Disney Plus for a while, so they gave the rights for streaming to Peacock, maybe. I don't know. Could be. But, uh, I don't know. It was either the Peacock or, or HBO Max. I couldn't remember which one, but I was like, why isn't this on Disney Plus anymore? 
Because they don't want anything R-rated on that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, back to the plot. So, um, so uh, we're taking, we're taking pictures of uh, the two of them playing patty cake, which the other person is uh, Mr. Acme, who uh, owns Toontown. In the next scene, we find out that he was murdered. Um, and so that's where we meet Judge Doom. And we see that uh, Eddie Valen is uh, over there looking stuff over. And... Eddie Valiant, who we haven't mentioned yet, was played by Bob Hoskins, who was oh, yes. fucking great. Bob Hoskins. Who is awesome. Yes, he he be better. passed away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah three earliest awesome. memories I have of him this movie, Rainbow and Hook. Yeah. Absolutely fell in love with the guy. And how Mario did, Brothers. How did not say Mario Brothers? Holy exactly. shit. I didn't see that one too. Like, I didn't know there was a thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> like that's uh, that one somehow never made over here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the benefit of where you are, man. Because I think most people our age in America would, you know, that movie as much as it's a piece of shit would probably make the top three for him. Yeah, but you know what? It's not his fault that it's a piece of shit. Like the acting in it, like they're all trying. They just they're working with absolute shit for a script. Oh yeah, so. he's, he's good in it as much as you can be. Well, yeah, um, right. Like. Even John Leguizamo was like <laughs> as good as he could be in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. I just <laughs> broke the day. Yes. <laughs> all three is going on that one. That's great. I think. So I just throw them in every, like a Z every third letter. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, you can never accuse me of no selling you again. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, plot time. So anyway, so let's uh, fast forward this a little bit because you know then there's a lot of stuff with like you know getting involved with Roger Rabbit and Roger Rabbit's accused of murdering uh, Acme. So there's a whole thing where they're getting chased by. Uh, Judge Doom, and um, he sends some weasels after them, which are essentially the, uh, the cops in Doomtown, and so there's a whole scene with that. Um, anyway, so fast forward, so then uh, the guy who heads uh, Maroon Studios um, finds out about the last will and testament of uh, Acme, who was going to be giving Toontown to Toons when he died. But now that nobody can find his last will and testament, Judge Doom would be getting Toontown at midnight. And so in the process, Maroon gets killed when he's telling uh, Valiant about this. And then it also causes him to think that it's Jessica as she's fleeing the scene uh, with Roger in her trunk uh, going into Toontown, thinking that it was her that killed uh, Maroon. So unfortunately... Uh, Valiant has to decide whether or not he wants to venture into Toontown, you know, with his whole background of not liking Toons and his brother being murdered by one. And so he decides to go in there. And so we get some fun uh, scenes with him interacting with the cartoons. We see this is where we get the uh, Bugs and Mickey scene as he's falling uh, like an 18,000 story building. <laughs> and, and this is all like 90% hand-drawn animation. So like oh. they didn't have a guy in a green suit to act it over and then animate cell shade over. No, like he was just acting against himself and they just drew on. Yep. He was so, basically like, just on a green screen. Yeah, yep. not even. Like he's actually in a room yep. and it's just him on screen and he's interacting with nothing. Yeah. Besides David Hale's voice off off screen, fucking reading the lines back to him, like there's there's all the like physical acting. It's just him alone, just pretending there's something there to act with. And like yeah. you got to yeah. give him credit. There's times where like he oh. fucking like he's it, it's an incredible acting job to know that he's just he's there with literally nothing. And, uh, yep. and uh, oh, but 
I couldn't help noticing that as I was watching it. Like he's he's doing a ton of shit with just nothing there. And like knowing how they would have knowing how they would have made it back then. There's no there's no like CGI replacement and stuff. He's like doing all this stuff on the probably as he's doing it with the thought process of gee, I hope this doesn't look like shit later when they finally draw this stuff in. <laughs> yeah, I mean I thought I thought he did good on the uh the one scene that I really thought he did good with the whole like interacting with the cartoons was um when we first meet Jessica in the bar. And he's talking to Betty Boop, and um, she goes to like close his mouth and like pushes his chin up, and it, it's really good timing. And his chin goes up as she's like pushing it up. It's it's kind of funny. So you know, it's it's kind of weird how they you know were able to do that kind of interaction with the hybrid live action and, and animation at the time. Actually, for me, the biggest one was when he was handcuffed to Roger Rabbit and like how do you oh. I, I can't imagine oh, yeah. I can't imagine what they were telling him to do in the room when they were filming it. Like just imagine you have this hyperactive little little weasel attached to you, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Well it's basically like Joe Pesci. Yeah. Right? Like if you had to like put Roger Rabbit to like just an actor, like just pretend you're acting with Joe Pesci. He's all over the place. He is, He's gonna yell. He, a is lot. A, like, he is a slightly less profane Leo Getz. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, uh, so we'll get back to the plot and we'll finish this up because we're already almost halfway into this thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we find out. That uh, you know, Judge Doom is uh, is uh, trying to uh, you know basically get ownership because he knows that once uh, once Midnight strikes, it'll be all his. And then uh, he kidnaps uh, 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 Eddie Valiant and um, Jessica and uh, Roger and uh, Cabby, which is a cab that they've been driving around. It's a cartoon cab. Uh, have to go and save them. And so down at uh, the Acme warehouse, um, they ha- see Rob, um, uh, Eddie Valiant is there. But then uh, later on, Jessica and uh, Roger get tied up so that way they can get hit with this special uh, substance called Dip, which we get throughout the show. We uh, Throughout the movie, we see... Uh, uh, Doom used this as like a threatening device to try to kill the tunes. And so it's a chemical uh, chemical mixture that can kill uh, cartoons. And so he's spraying it at Roger. It's basically and, acid tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like three different chemicals. That's why I didn't really want to get into it because I forgot which ones are in it. But I know acid tone is one of them. And there's like a couple of other ones that are in it. Um, so, uh, long story short, uh, Valiant is able to touch the machine instead of Roger and Jessica getting hit with it. And this big giant machine going through town and basically destroying Toontown with this dip substance. Um, they get shot back at Judge Doom because we find out that Judge Doom is actually a tune and he is the tune that killed. Eddie Valiant's brother. So we end up switching the dip and, and we kill Judge Doom and we find out that the will was written in invisible reappearing, disappearing ink and the will says that Toontown goes to the tomb and everybody lives happily ever after. Basically, yes. Basically. I, I just want to add that the Judge Doom part where he fucking, the big reveal where he like goes cartoony. Scared yeah. the piss out of me when I was a kid. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the giant red bug eyes. And then well, he's got like that, the, uh, the saw blade hand. The, yeah, and then the voice goes like, hi, and hi. And it's just like, Ugh. by the end of it, you're just like, Man, this is fucking unsettling. Like, even now, yeah. I still kind of get like, well, shiver when I fucking watch it. Um, you know what's funny is that he actually, um, Christopher Lloyd had um, said that he took um, the approach that he did with uh, his character in uh, Star Trek. The uh, in search for Spock, he took uh, yeah, he took that approach to this movie because he kind of saw a lot of similarities with like how like uh, goofy and over the top he was supposed to be, along with like somewhat serious 
ness of it. So he yeah. from that approach to this character too. It did it did strike me as kind of similar, but in a different way. Like it is it is uh, both performances are pretty over the top, but the his Klingon performance in Star Trek Three is just screaming the whole time and like making you know overblown gestures and stuff like this. He has moments of that, but it's more. I did find it to be slightly more subtle than that, but I do I do think they're of, of a similar vein. Yeah, if if we're comparing the two, I mean, I would definitely take this one. Over his character, his uh, Klingon character, I, uh, I think it's Krug. Krug. But I mean, yeah. when you really yeah. think about it, that's been Christopher Lloyd's entire fucking career. It was just going like slightly over the top on everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like, I mean, even Taxi, he's like that over the top New York guy. Like, uh-huh. you go into like even Doc Brown, he's like way over the top. When he yeah. was the bad guy in Dennis the Menace, he was like fucking chewing the fuck out of the scenery. Like it's it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, his it. thing. Like he was basically the Nicolas Cage before Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. No with, description. Uh, with uh, with like Dennis the Menace and Back to the Future, like when he like with those roles, you know he's he he's over the top, but he's over the top before that. Kind of kind of makes he's sense. over the top in the right way. Like yeah. Yeah, but with his Klingon character, at least, you know, he's over the top, kind of in the wrong ways. You know, really a character that probably should be over the top, you know what I mean? Where in this one, this one, he kind of rides that line a little bit. I think he, I still think he did a great job with it, but I think he rides the line there, you know, like, could have been that, crap. You know? Side tangent here, though. Like, when you think about, like, the Star Trek overall... Like, uh-huh. all the Klingons were pretty over the top up until, like, yeah. Next Generation, where they actually made them, like, an actual, they gave them a, a worthwhile story for why they're, like, so angry and bloodthirsty. Yeah. So, like, if you just watch, like, in context of those old movies, yeah, like, of course he's yeah. going to play just an over-the-top no, fucking I, anger machine. I, I get you there. I mean, Christopher Plummer is the only one who doesn't do that until the very end of the movie he's in. He, he absolutely yelling. does that. Yeah. He, start, yeah. he starts. Yeah, it's it's at the very end though when he starts yelling Shakespeare at the top of his lungs rather than yeah. every time he's on camera. But see, even going to Brent's point though, that's post next gen because that movie comes out in '91, so we've yep. already had a more serious tone in the different uh, with uh, with you know you know what I mean? Well, we're gonna do that one someday, so I don't wanna get into that too much. But Oh yeah, no, no, I know. I'm just saying that like it kinda of on that idea that we're saying. But uh, great, yeah, so um so we did go over a little bit of the background. We went over how everybody got to it a lot. Um so let's see. Uh Kind of think. What uh? What other thoughts do we have on it, uh, Milos? I know that you uh, have kind of a, a basic overview of it. Is there, is there anything in particular that you remember that you want to talk about? Not really. Like a lot is still like blurry, just because you know. If I wasn't at work, I could have probably watched it before we started this. But by the time I got home from work and everything else, like I got like five minutes into it. Oh yeah, yeah which, but it's like, just been way too long since I've seen it. Actually, well, yeah, it's, I imagine we'll we'll mention it at the end what our next week episode is. But like, we were playing on something completely different, and then yeah, literally like four yeah. hours ago, we were like, oh, okay, we're gonna hold that till next week, and let's throw out whatever we got, and, and then just and landed on Roger Rabbit. And as and as you can see, they they toss the keys to the car to go over it because I was the first one to start watching it today. And uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I haven't been driving the car all that great. I mean, you know, it's it's a car that's kind of like you know Rocky Mountain. It's got a Suzuki uh, Suzuki drive, drives around in it, but it's close enough. You know what I mean? So, you know, they they gave me a good enough car here, uh, John. I know you just watched it. Um, any, any, uh, any thoughts like being basically an adult, uh, being a kid watching this? I was amazed at, and this is something I wouldn't have noticed as a kid, I don't think, because I wasn't as into literature at the time when I was like 10, you know, but 
I was amazed by, like, I remember from watching as a kid, I remember way more of the way more of the cartoony stuff, which obviously there's plenty of that. But the thing I found interesting watching it now at 44 years old or whatever I am anymore, who knows anymore, time is meaningless, um, that it's really just a, an L.A. detective story with cartoon characters thrown in. Mm-hmm. And it, it amazed how much of it was actually that. Um, Honestly, a lot of it reminded me of Chinatown. <laughs> Which I don't know if yeah. that was like one of the like main inspirations for it or whatever, but you know, I mean, obviously, film noir in general was probably. I also have a. I also have a. I also have a nitpick, which is something I also would have noticed as an adult, and obviously, I'm not gonna hammer them too much over something like this in the kids' movie, and I get its economy of story and whatever, but I think they have a weird definition of what a judge is in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This where where a judge would have a personal police force essentially. Well, right? I don't. You can say judge, and it could be one of like how many judges in California. But if you say governor, it kind of looks like you're taking a shot at whoever the governor is at the time. So yeah. like I, I can see them trying to say a political. I get political, but within the structure, still have like an authority figure that like. Yep. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think the I think the governor at the time was Jerry Brown. Probably. Uh, you guys sure. know more than me about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying uh, with the whole judge thing. I think I think it was just more on like because uh, you can't in certain counties, I guess. Like, I think it's more in the south, but I mean, I could be mistaken because I know we don't do it. But um, but I know there's some stuff where like you can actually vote for judges, and yeah. so I don't know if California votes for judges at all or whatever. But um, but I mean, you know. Toontown, you know, they run by their own rules. You know what I mean? No. Take this, take this as a, as meant by a fellow East Coaster. But Rhode Island doesn't vote for judges because the mob picks them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, kind of happened. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. We don't know. Uh, we don't vote. You know, vote for. Uh, um, you know, like. Like you guys have like district attorneys and stuff like that. We don't have we just have a district attorney. You know, we just have one attorney general and they just pick, you know, everybody who works there. So, you know, it's uh yeah, it works works a little differently here. That's why I kinda try not to use my own uh knowledge of stuff because I know there's other stuff like uh comptrollers and all kinds of other nonsense that we don't have here that other people have. Now here's yeah, an interesting Oh, sorry, Brent, go. I was going to say, I'm in Canada, so we're based off British law, which is basically like you can call anybody a fucking cunt as long as you say you're right honorable in front of it. So I don't know whose authority outranks whose, but like we have fun with ours. We're just like, ah, go fuck yourself. You're right honorable fucking friend. Now, here's a thought I had when we were talking about, you know, the budget for this and the amount of money that this made, which obviously back then would be. I believe somebody said three hundred and thirty million, which yeah, back then, which back then would have been absolutely insane. Oh yeah, that was like are, Avengers money back then. Are we thinking that like the reason they never tried to see this or anything was because getting these the all these studios to agree to do this even once was just such a pain in the ass? Yeah, oh, probably yeah, I, so. I, I could I could never see them doing a sequel just because of the, the you know the headache it probably was for us at least Spielberg who knows who else he had involved in that to try to get you know all these people together you know what I mean and you know you also had Jeffrey Katzenberg who was the chairman of um, of uh, Disney at the time which he you know if nobody knows in the animation circles he ended up going on to form DreamWorks with uh, yeah. some other people and um, you know he was also pretty big in the film industry at that point too so you know you had you had big names. I mean you had Frank Marshall, who was also a producer on here, a longtime producer of Lucasfilm and Ambien, uh, Amblin. Um, you know, so Ambien. yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know why I keep I keep call, going to call it Ambien. Ambien Entertainment. That's like the greatest <laughs> fucking parody name ever. Ambien. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, so I could be just being a, a colossal headache 
I mean, that's. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't get over that. Justin just had the best like live action autocorrect ever. <laughs> but, uh, the funny thing, though, when you think about a sequel, like I don't I, like it. Seemed to be, you know, they had a, a, a number of characters that they made up for this, right? I'm kind of surprised that everyone thought about like just do a sequel to this where it's all the we made up and we'll create more and they just do it anyway well yeah you know what and to go on that i wonder uh, i'm wondering why um they don't just take like even though i hated it when they did this but uh a ready player one um thing where like they just take all of their own ip especially now that they have fox you know what i mean they can put all of the, the characters they own in animation in the movie, like you could have like the princesses or whatever, or you could have, you know, uh, like you know Stitch or you know Simba. You know, you could put these characters. know that's what they would do. Yeah, I'm just surprised even uh, back then if it made that much money. Like, why didn't they like turn it into like, oh, let's just have Roger and Jessica and the cab run around, and we'll create some other characters to stick in there. Well, like, nowadays, like, you'd have a kid's cartoon based on, like, Roger Rabbit and Jessica and Cabby just bombing around Toontown. No Eddie, really, at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, like, I mean, where they set it up where, like, cartoons are basically, like, just Hollywood actors in their own right, like, you'd definitely have, like, stories to tell with Roger where you could even do, like... <sighs> like a reboot of Roger Rabbit's like old cartoons or something and like have it like a modern day, like, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yeah. No, I, I know yeah. what you're thinking about. I mean, you could just but, have but it like, set pretty much in Toontown and just have it like modernized. You know what I mean? And you can kind of just, yeah. And it would be just you know, circle around. Yeah. yeah. There would have been ways to do that. I'm kind of surprised it never did. I mean, it kind of sounds like the Space Jam too. So I'm glad they never did. That's a fair yeah. point. Or all that extra stuff in Ready Player One that wasn't in the book. Yeah. You mean have the movie? Huh? Sorry, I cut out there for a minute. My phone rang. You mean have the movie? A lot of stuff wasn't in the that was in the movie wasn't in the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ready Player One, yeah. That's yeah, like whole, yeah. that's a whole different story, you know. Because oh yeah, unlike, unlike unlike what Brent, Brent, uh, Brendan, who hates that book, uh, I actually love that book as elementary as some of the writing is or whatever. I just enjoyed it. Um, but I well, hate you, you're it. right in that like five year window too, like that five year window where every part of that is nostalgia to you. Brendan's, Brendan was a little bit younger, so like it, he hits half of it, but it's not quite there. And like, yeah, yeah. that was all. Shit. I actually I... loved every part of that book. Like, I enjoyed reading that book. Uh, how so old are you? Thirty-two. Yeah, see, you're right at the same age as Karen, so you're pretty much in that five-year window where, like, every part of it has something nostalgia. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do that movie someday. I don't know. I think there's a whole discussion in there. Man, man, you want to want to hand me shit on? But uh, all right, yeah. So uh, I don't know how much more uh, we got into this. Uh, I mean, we could talk about Zemeckis. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, actually, uh, before we get into that, I actually just remembered. I did look up other actors that um they wanted to um have as uh valiant instead of uh bob hoskins which the first choice for spielberg it was uh harrison ford big surprise no way loves him and everything yep but he was too much money and then the second person chevy chase but he he turned it down he turned it down i hate Yep, and then I guess the way that Bill Murray takes like roles and stuff, I guess he kind of missed out on it. I guess he had yeah. a weird way of taking roles. He doesn't have, as I understand it, he doesn't have an agent or anything, right? He literally yeah. has a mailbox that people send him scripts to, huh. and then he will read them, and then he will do what he wants to. Yeah, 
And then and then apparently they offered it to anybody who was thinking about taking it, but then I guess he didn't understand the concept and I think he thought he was gonna be voicing the character, not actually being in the movie. But then once it came out and he realized like what the idea was supposed to be, he uh he, I guess he like uh regretted not taking it. Uh at least that's what I read on Wiki. So, uh, who knows how true that is, but Murphy. He's had a lot of guys like that. I mean, he was almost, and we'll get into this more soon because this is something we're going to be doing on the away mission shows in the probably in the next few months. He was almost in uh, the voyage home, but Paramount basically Paramount basically told him, "Nope." <laughs> I think that uh, I think Hoskins worked out great because. Oh, Oh, yeah. All those other people would have been good, but you wanted somebody who didn't overshadow Roger. And that's just it. All of those people would have yeah. been the star instead of Roger yeah. Rabbit being the star. Exactly. I think you want an unknown who doesn't overshadow this idea. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, let's just say now, if you did this now and it hadn't been done before and it was Tom Cruise, suddenly it becomes like, here's Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise movie. All these cartoons, like yeah, okay. yeah that's. Yeah, I have to jump back on something John mentioned. You compared watching it now to watching a kid, to yeah. where when he was as a kid, he focused on the cartoon part. Well, I remember watching it for the first time, and it was always the uh, live act part that actually interested me more than the cartoon, because because the whole interaction with that with those like live action and animation and Bob like like I said like it's this it's hook and it's rainbow stood out like when I was a kid I watched all three on VHS and I was like that that my kind of love for Bob Hoskins came from that that's cool it was absolutely perfect for this movie and you know like you mentioned before like Getting a big name actor would have overshadowed the Hui. Yeah, this was the first thing I'd ever seen him in because Hook was after this. Yeah. Um, like Super Mario Brothers was after this. So yeah. like, he, he, I mean, he registered to me at, at ten as like, oh, this guy is kind of cool. But I mean, I wasn't at that age. I wasn't like following actors around, you know, and like. But that, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like. Anyone that watched Roger Rabbit, when fucking Mario Brothers came out three years later, like everyone knew it wasn't going to be like the video game, but like it was like, oh, the Roger Rabbit guy's in it, so we'll give it a chance. Like I think half half of the selling point of that movie ended up being because of Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. See if he tries to say like it was on again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm I'm getting the '90s printer noise, so I'm gonna jump out and uh, it's busy here anyway. This didn't really work out for me, but you know, happy to be here. Uh, I will leave you with this bit of random useless trivia. Cool. The voice of Roger Rabbit uh, mm-hmm. was the doctor in Nightmare on Elm Street at the sleep study. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Uh, 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 no. Or Charles, not Eddie Howe. Charles, Charles Fleischer. Oh. Wow. So, on that note. Interesting. Right. Goodbye. Good night, Josh. But, uh, so, yeah, with... Uh... Oh, I think we lost him. No, he's still yeah. I, he's still there, I think. Probably the headphones. Wait, you went oh, underwater. Yeah, sorry. Somebody was trying to call me. Oh, all right. My bad. Um anyway, so uh what I uh yeah, never mind. I just lost my train of thought because that phone call just kinda um <laughs> right. Anyway, so let's uh let's get on to uh how we end the show and then John if you want to uh take over this part since you kinda of deal with the scheduling and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, what yeah, are yeah. We coming up next. Well here here's well before we get to that, and this does kind of relate to that, um just because uh this is something we're going to do in a couple of months. What do we all think of the and Milos you can probably do nothing because I know you don't really watch these but what did we think of the Moon Knight trailer oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, good um, I you know like I think I think we talked about it in the um, Hawkeye I think when we were talking about the and well, stuff. we just did mention that um, it was coming up yeah yeah um, but um, I know that people have been challenged because I don't like you guys actually like 
how familiar I was with the character. Maybe I just talked about how familiar I was with the character. Um, but everybody told me that it was like Batman with multiple personalities or whatever. But like with this trailer, like I got nothing Batman at all. So apparently this must be like very different than the comics. I'm not quite sure. But no, I, I think that's horrible though. I, I think the Batman. I think the Batman thing is an oversimplification, and I've I've said it too. So I mean, he's just the closest to me. The closest analog for Moon Knight is Batman. It's not that he's. Uh, yeah, but like everyone right, talks about like how he's got multiple personalities, and like that was a retcon. Like Moon Knight had like five different writers at different points in time that did totally different things with it. So it's like it just depends on which era you're looking at, and like. Yeah, it gets weird. I definitely, it, I definitely an, think this show is gonna lean into the crazy of it, which I love. Like, if you're gonna have an uh, an actor of Oscar Isaac's caliber doing this role, and you don't do that, you're a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, and him have all the rage, like, rage yeah. want to do with the character. So I'm I'm now really excited that it's the next show. Because it's it's supposed to start March thirtieth. Um, yeah, yeah, which is really good. Oh, yeah, no. Because uh, man, I need something to really wash this Boba Fett show out. So it's starting. Well, I'm to gonna watch. watch episode four of Bubba when we. Uh, well, see, like, I like minutia stuff. So like, they are setting things up and like telling backstory that I wanted in the Star Wars universe. But yeah, like, just, I can see why people are getting fucking kind of sour on it because like nothing yeah, is happening. Like, yeah, it's just a little too much minutia. It's like uh, you know, you can you can sprinkle some of this in there without like you know like this yeah. one. I'm not gonna spoil it, but anyway, yeah, it kind of takes up. That's what I tried to do there. Yeah. Yep. So I, I definitely like. So I got a I got a slight brag while we're on the MCU uh, topic of MCU. I, I have a friend who I mentioned on this show before, who's a director, and he gets to he gets early screenings of movies. Nice. He gets to review them, and he messaged me. This was probably last week. And he's actually seen the early version. Of uh, Doctor Strange in the Verse of Madness. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's, that's still really early. So, I mean, it's coming out in May, so he was like, this isn't the finished version. They're probably going to change uh, certain things up. Probably not too much, but, you know, now he's like, he's really pumped to watch it again in May. I'm still gonna say it. My my out there left field thing for this one is X Men. Well, uh, good thing about it is like I could probably get him to tell me everything about the movie, but he knows I don't like spoilers. Yeah. So. Yep. So we, Justin, you mentioned this earlier. We will be review. I assume some of us will be reviewing Book of Boba Fett in a couple weeks. I'm guessing you at least want to do that. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm in. I'm definitely. Yeah, my interest is up after the. I did watch today's this morning, um, so my interest is up again after the last two, which I've liked a little more. So um, there's that at least. I cannot wait to get to Peacemaker. Um, I, I will say just as preamble, like I went into Peacemaker with no, you know. Like I like the character in the in the gun movie, but I was just like, I don't see how this can how this can carry its own show. I was wrong. <laughs> and it's and it's amazingly entertaining and I just love every second of it. I can't wait to in, in another month or whenever it stops that we can finally talk about it. <laughs> Same. Fair enough. Um, and as far as uh, what we had originally planned for tonight, uh, Sarah was Sarah was a little under the weather, and I think we're going to do um, Hobbit one next week sometime, um, which will give me time to go over some of the bonus material, which I didn't really have time to do this week. So I might not get to all of it because there's a shit ton on each one, but uh, we'll get some of it in there. Um, and we have our standard uh, track stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about, and we'll we'll bring this up again on the on the the Trek show. But I also wanted to mention two other like nerd minutia things that came out in the last day or two. Uh, the title of the Lord of the Lord Rings, of the Rings, Lord of the Rings yeah. Amazon series has been announced. It is the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Um, yep. Which looks like it's going to be a prequel to all the movies and stuff. Um, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if it borrows heavily from like the Silmarillion and all that. Um, but I think it's gonna, it's, you know, to some extent it's really going to have to. And we also learned yesterday that the, uh, our away mission shows where we review the current, uh, Paramount plus era of Star are never going away ever. Um, yeah, pretty much. We just found out yesterday that uh, Discovery got season five. Um, the Picard season two starts March third. Uh, Strange New World starts May fifth, and that already has a two season commitment. Um, the Lower Decks season three starts in the summer, and that already has a season four. And we already knew about. Prodigy getting Prodigy getting a second. So those those shows are not unless we just get to a point where we hate everything, which I don't see happening. Um, those shows are just never going away, <laughs> and oh, we're, yeah. we're we're going to keep reviewing them. So there you go. So turn into a way mission, which is one of our other segments we do. One of our other episodes we do. If you new to the pod, or if it's your first time, or if you don't really. Listen to those, and you're interested in Trek. Uh, you know, uh, mostly it's John, Bloch, and Boris. You know, episode reviews, movie reviews, uh, past episodes. Of yep. We haven't done. We haven't done any of the retros in a while because we had catch. I was gone for a while, and we had catching up to do on the current stuff. But um, we're oh yeah, we're gonna go back to retros as well. So, because I know we also want to do, we still haven't done the Doctor Who New Year's thing yet, which I'm hoping to maybe yeah. get out this weekend. So, uh, yeah, maybe. hopefully, we, yeah, work wise, I can do it. So, I think yeah. it shouldn't be a problem. I think after that, we'll get back to the retros again. But, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, Justin, thank you for uh, sort of impromptu hosting that one. Uh, I was I was in no way prepared to do that for this one. Uh, so you ended up watching it. Yeah. No. Well, I looked at the time and I realized because when you first said it, I thought you wanted to record it immediately, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch that right now. When Justin at five o'clock, I was like, oh, that that'll give me time if I do it right now. So, yeah, yeah, but we're, yeah. When we realized we were going to change it from, yeah, the Hobbit, fucking, uh, yeah, it, it's, we, I threw it out, and everyone was like, "Well, I haven't watched it in a while," and I was like, "Yeah, we're new, let's just go in as blind as we can, like just." Yeah. So nice. it was basically just. A yeah, well, episode. you know, we were gonna wait for Sarah for uh, Hobbit, anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to do those without her because I think yeah, that. I think that'll be really fun to put, you know, she's always been, I love having her on. I wish we could get her on more, but she's always been kind of like the, you know, she'll chime in every once in a while. These are knowing how much, you know, and I would probably say that of those of us here, like the three of us, except for Justin are huge fans of all of them. Um, yeah. And I know that she is too, based on what Josh has said and what she said on other shows, I really want to give her a chance to get front and center on those. So I'd rather not, I'd rather not do one if she's not going to do it. So we can just wait. Oh yeah. We reschedule stuff or yeah, no, there's no problem. So we'll just do yeah. it next week. Uh, like yeah. I said, sometimes when you're in the goal line, you gotta, you know, call in order. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yep, good call. I gotta look at the. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one of us actually had the the best playoff bracket, but I think I lost the original emails. Uh, I would think it's probably not me or. Uh, it's probably either not Justin. Me. Or I messed you up already. Yeah, so it's probably either Justin or Josh. I'm not sure though. 
what happened. Sorry. Just the I was I was going to like do a thing. You know how we did the football thing a couple weeks ago. I was gonna do a thing. I was gonna do a thing where I would score the brackets. Then I realized I don't have the. I thought I saved them somewhere, and I didn't. Uh, that's all right. I, I think I did pretty bad. I've. Uh, I think I only got uh, maybe two teams out of the ones I picked. So uh, we don't have to score if you don't want. It's fun to predict them, but then you're always wrong. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was fun for uh, extraordinarily last minute. Sometimes those are almost more fun because we're trying to figure out what exactly. Oh, yeah, how- because there's a lot of winging in the. Yeah, just go on the fly. And may exactly. the leg of the MMO be with you. Yeah, right on. <laughs> See you later, guys. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye.